This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So, yeah, you'll see them going down, right, in their red regalia, uh, you know, when they dance into this song uh, as they uh, more or less convince you and me that they are the party of choice and that uh, the EFF will then uh, be taking over as the next in government. I want to play a little bit of what Julius Malema said uh, there. And when we come back, we'll reflect with uh, Tobani Zikalala, uh, who's joining us as a political analyst. So let me just welcome Tobani in uh, to the conversation uh, as we uh, uh, more or less get a sense of what's happening here. Uh, but then uh, we'll also go into our conversation, then play you uh, that particular uh, speech. Uh, Tobani, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, my brother. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing, Tobani? I'm good, man. Without the troubles of life, we are good. Yeah, yeah. no, man. I, I can imagine it was a very busy weekend uh, for you guys there in KZN, especially when you look at uh, the fact that uh, there was, uh, uh, you know, the EFF wanted to fill up Moses Mabida. Uh, there was also Ngizu Mkunu, uh, who was on the other side as well, trying to mobilize <laughs> and get his people on the ground. Uh, so, uh, you know, the people of KZN this, this uh, weekend, uh, politically, they were really spoiled. Uh, for choice. Uh, the EFF, uh, let's start with the numbers. Uh, did they manage to really attract uh, the numbers that they had wanted here? Uh, looking at the fact that their detractors around 11 o'clock, they were already uh, sending out uh, posts there by X uh, saying that the center is not holding, is not make sure. Uh, but then I think around 2 o'clock, we saw a little bit of a different picture. What, what, what did you read into what was happening around that particular time, the morning going into the afternoon of that manifesto launch? I think I think they 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 pulled uh, respectable numbers. Mm. Uh, they pulled respectable numbers, but of course, you know, there's always going to be a backlash whether it is filled up. Excuse me, excuse me. There's always going to be a backlash whether it is filled up to capacity or the stadium is not filled up because the symbolism of the filling up of stadium in politics mm. has become more important as we, as as the years go by, but. Mm. Other than that, I think they they pulled a very respectable numbers. I think the event uh, went went well. Uh, I think the statement that they wanted to make, I think at some point they were able to make it. But I think also the issue of uh, how the program went, the, the long speeches, uh, and of course the discipline of members, because at some point the stadium had been showed that it was full, but at some point you saw that there were people who were leaving because the, the speech made of the president became too long for them. Mm-hmm. I think there was also the discipline of membership at some time that mm-hmm. created uh, a confusion whether the stadium was full or not. But for me, I think they did very well. I mean, Wazun Natal, my brother, is not a very easy province to organize politically. And I think many people, because of course of the population numbers and the impact that Kwazunatal vote may have on your on, on, the, on the success of a party, whether provincially or nationally, I mean everyone has become so interested in organizing in Kwazunatal. But while that is while that is the case, people must must understand that organizing in Kwazunatal is not an easy feat. It may, maybe it's the same with other provinces, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But in Gwazunatal, 
you've got a, a geographical challenge yeah. uh, in, in some some way. I mean, if you're trying to fill up uh, a stadium in Gauteng, for example, yeah. the different regions and cities are not too far from each other, right? Yeah. So Pretoria maybe is an hour or two away from Soweto, right? Yeah. Uh, the same maybe with the, the other regions, right? In yeah. Wazunatan, uh, you will have maybe two or three regions being closer to each other. Maybe, for example, uh, Stenger, uh, what's it called? What you in the district, and maybe uh, Peter Marisbeck, yeah. uh, what's it called? Umkungundlov, being closer to Deben. While on the, the other side, then you have a challenge that uh, a, a region like uh, Umzinyati district municipality, for example, is three to four hours away from Deben. Uh, it becomes much more difficult when you think about the final Kumkanya with a district, which is four, five hours, six hours away from Japan. Yeah. So if you're trying to organize in Gazunatal, you are going to find difficulties of the geographical yeah. spread and the geographical vastness of the province and, 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 and how the big cities are far away from some of the other cities. Yeah, yeah. And no, that it, makes it yeah. difficult for you to organize in Gazunatal. Uh, also is a very conservative province, so it's very difficult for to introduce the province to new political parties, to new things. Uh, you have to ease them in. I mean, the EFF has done very well in the province. Uh, I will not discount that okay, because they've been able to organize. Uh, yeah. Uh, politically almost every region in the province. Yeah, I, I, want, course, I want us to also then go into issues, uh, Tobani, uh, looking mm. at what they, they had presented on offer. I mean, when we went into this particular uh, manifesto launch, we had no doubt uh, that they were going to more or less stick to their seven cardinal pillars uh, that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at how they presented themselves and, uh, you know, more or less uh, came into this particular space, their tenures, uh, you know, uh, into this particular political space and we see them uh, still pushing for issues of land and jobs now uh, we see them saying that really when you look at it, South Africa is at its crossroads or when you look at where we find ourselves I want to little, play a little bit of a snippet of what Julius Malema said oh. over the weekend and we'll come back and we'll, we'll discuss a fearless militant radical and revolutionary economic emancipation movement founded here in South Africa and expanding to various parts of the African continent. We are a socialist, a pan-African movement that unapologetically fights for the reunification of the African continent. We are the most dependable and reliable weapon in the hands of the oppressed masses of our people. Since our formation on the 26th of July 2013, 10 years ago, We have participated in four elections and we remain the only serious national political organization that continue to grow elections after elections. Yeah, I mean, Tobani here, he's talking about and giving us a sense of, uh, you know, in history, uh, what has been happening over time. And uh, one cannot dispute the fact that they've been growing in leaps and bounds and going into these particular elections uh, that would look to also capitalize on uh, that growth and come out uh, even as the second opposition party in uh, the country, capitalizing on the weaknesses of the Democratic Alliance and what has been happening uh, within that organization. Uh, We see them still riding 
here, uh, Tobani, behind uh, that, you know, wave of uh, economic emancipation. And we know that they've been unapologetic to say that uh, without economic emancipation, then you're not emancipated as a black person. It's fallacy that you find yourself uh, liberated uh, to date. And this would then resonate to uh, some of those people that find themselves uh, hard done uh, by this particular economy. I think I think of course I think I think Julius Julius Malema is is correct when you say they are the fastest growing political party that has been able of course to 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 withstand the pressures of of, of politics and be able to grow in leaps and bounds mm. uh, since their formation in 2013 2014 and of course I think in some of their analysis they are very correct when they say. Uh, Whilst there may be some sort of some political freedom, mm. of course there may be ideological debate whether, of course, political freedom can be separated to economic freedom, and whether pro- freedom can be separate can be can be can be divided into into two parts. But I think they are correct in to say that there is a sizable number in the population of South Africa that has not experienced true economic freedom. And that's the community, that's the part of the society that they speak to. I mean, if they are to listen to our political messaging, they've tried over the years really to, to, to craft a message that directly speaks to that, to that part of the population. Of course, uh, they've also, because uh, at that time, been able to, to maybe, uh, what you call them, uh, pose a very big challenge in opposition politics to the DA because, as I've said before, they remain maybe the most organized political party outside of the ANC in how they have been able to cover the very big, very big parts of South Africa in terms of establishing their presence. That has not maybe in some points and parts resulted in, 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 in what you call in, in votes, especially in local government, because They've not been doing very well, especially in the recent Papai elections. But of course, I think their political messaging really, really has uh, crafted itself, uh, crafted themselves as, 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 a, as a mouthpiece of the majority of South Africa, which has not tasted uh, economic freedom, which has not really tasted the fruits of the democratic dispensation in having their lives really, really changed. Uh, in terms of how they've been able to benefit from the from the economy. Yeah. Also, when you look at it, then uh, do we see them, uh, Tobani, uh, doing good on uh, some of these things that they pronounced on? I mean, I was just uh, uh, speaking to Tlori earlier on to say uh, that uh, in 2019 uh, they promised that they were going to build a university, they're going to build to build a school for the poor, and we haven't seen that uh, materialize. Uh, one of the things that they spoke about uh, in terms of their ambitious uh, plans of governing uh, is them uh, talking about how then they going to ensure that within six months uh, we see load shedding as a thing of uh, the past. Uh, we see them uh, talking about how they're going to prioritize their hiring of people and jobs on the ground and even emphasizing and saying that they're going to emulate uh, China's successful model of electricity security in uh, the country. They're not in any way flinching uh, when it comes to issues of land restu- restu- restitution and redistribution. Uh, looking at them are calling for the amendment of that section 25 of the constitution what, what do you make of what they're calling for 
practical, something that really, if they are in government, they'll be able to turn around in, 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 in expeditiously in terms of what they've, they've called for on their timelines? I think they've presented a very plausible, uh, Mr. Colin, a very, a very comprehensive manifesto, right? Mm. The big part about South African politics, I think, is not really much about whether the promises that are made can be fulfilled uh, practically. The biggest part has been how uh, political parties, uh, do they have the necessary goodwill mm. uh, to political, and also political will in terms of will, what is the commitment to the ideas? I mean, I've always said that we don't, we must not look in terms maybe mostly at what politicians say, but we must look at the impact of their words and the, and how the impact of their, how they do their politics. I mean, it is possible in South Africa. I mean, if you look back in history in different parts of the world, then when there has been political will, the countries have been, may, may, may be able to be changed as quickly as possible. The problem in South Africa is that some of the proposals that we are made uh, they, sometimes the, the political will to to follow through with them has been very difficult. I mean, the EFF, we can't really charge, judge them in terms of how government has been unable to, to fulfill some of the promises that they've made because they've not have been able to govern South Africa. I mean, if we really want to judge them, then we'll have to give them an opportunity to govern South Africa so that we'll be able to judge them on how quick they... But if these are things that are, about, are possible, if we want this goodwill, if you want to change uh, what you call... If you want to employ as much more South Africans as possible, there's a lot that needs to change by the eco- about the economic structure of South Africa. Because the, one of the biggest problems that make it impossible or difficult to create employment in South Africa is how the economic structure of South Africa is structured. I mean, if you, have, if you still have an economic structure that is highly dependent on the private, private capital uh, as the, the biggest, uh, as a point where employment can be created from, then we are almost fighting a losing battle because private capital is private capital's uh, objective is not uh, societal development and, and 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 creating jobs out of goodwill or out of, out of benevolence. I mean, private capital's biggest goal is wealth accumulation and profit maximization, and they can't do that if they can employ everyone, right? So the, the idea of the dependence on the private capital as a creator of jobs, uh, as per someone as those who can solve unemployment, is, is, is a very futile exercise. So if you have the put at the, at the rent of the state and be able to use the state as, as a vehicle for development, for a vehicle for societal development, then you are able, and also as the state, as the one who dis, as a discharge of past discharge of public goods, public goods, uh, then you make it possible for a vast employment, vast employment to be created. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a proposal that puts the state, state at the center of, 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 of development, then you will have a fighting chance in yeah. creating employment. But if you still at the center of, develop, of development puts private capital, then you are fighting a losing back in a futile exercise because it's not mm, going to happen yeah. at the rate that you want it to happen. If you, if you, for example, with electricity generation, yeah. you do the same thing. You are fighting a losing back. So I think some of the proposals that the EFF makes mm. are plausible. The only charge will be will the other people of South Africa give them a chance mm. to have, to really be in a position where 
they can fulfill some of their promises, or they can be judged on whether they carry the necessary political will. But as I said, we don't judge politicians about the things they say on podiums. We judge them by the impact of their politics yeah, and what they yeah, do when yeah. they are, when they've left the podium. And and some of course some politicians leave a lot to be desired when they when they've left the podium and you now have to judge the impact of their politics. Yeah, Tobani, I also wanted to find out from you around what can we then read into the PAC, the ATM, uh, some of the parties that formed part of this particular uh, benefit, the launch of the EFF over the weekend. Does it say that uh, maybe uh, we can see future alliances, uh, you know, uh, formed here uh, where these parties are concerned? Because we're hearing them uh, saying that they're calling for unity of like-minded organizations as we go into uh, the upcoming elections. Uh, what, 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 what were you reading, or what did you really read into seeing uh, these two uh, formations, the ATM and the PAC, uh, there uh, beside uh, the EFF, even Zungula giving a message of support? I think for me, how I read it is that maybe the the black political left in South Africa, the progressive, the so-called progressive African nationalist and black nationalist and the Pan-Africanist socialist parties in the country, I mean, they finally have arrived at a position where they realize that political consolidation of the left is going to be critical in how uh, progressive politics in the country or what you call left-wing politics in the country are mm-hmm. able to find ground uh, in South Africa. I mean, there's been very different talks over the years of how they must be created, there must be a unity of the left wing or the black left wing in South Africa. I mean, without political consolidation, that that block of, 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 of political parties will find it very difficult to, if they have the desire to unseat the ANC to be able to do so. I mean, for me, it is something to be applauded when they now are able to to to, to speak a language that says post-elections we must be able to consolidate. I mean, for other people, the wish would have, could have been that they consolidate now and go to the elections as well in one ticket. But we know that's a difficult exercise. Uh, there's been a lot of eco-politics, a lot of, uh, of divisions in that, in that block or that side of what of the political spectrum in South Africa. But it's something to be applauded. Yeah. How I read it is that when political consolidation has finally reached their minds and now they are able to, to work together uh, and be able to give each other the necessary respect so that when post-elections uh, they've got the, the necessary numbers and they need to form a government or to form a block uh, upon which they're all going to be able to negotiate uh, for coalition government, at least there are people who have been talking to each other for long, because it's very difficult to form a coalition in the in the in in, in, in when when the nick in the nick of time and when things are becoming very quick. It's very mm-hmm. good that they become used to each other. They become used to uh, make their supporters used to yeah. to the fact that they are now they are, they are like-minded parties who believe mostly in the same things, and that for me is bodes well for the future. Maybe in the future we will mm-hmm. we'll find a very consolidated. Uh, political left and will not find uh, uh, many people, many political parties who say the same things but do not get along. I mean, if you look in the right wing, the so-called liberal conservative political parties in the country, there is almost a mutual respect, even though 
those parties may not work together, may not be one party, and there may be many of them, but there's mutual agreement. There's mutual respect and mutual agreement, and those parties are always able to consolidate. And that has been the missing factor in Black Web, in the left-wing politics in South Africa, that uh, everyone who sings the same hymn has not been seen to to work together and to, and to and to be consolidated. I mean, it's something to be uploaded, and we must we wait to see in the future what will happen. Yeah, and also just before I let you go, uh, Tobani, uh, we saw this particular manifesto launch being one that uh, would speak to uh, the challenges of ordinary South Africans. Uh, Julius Maneba, uh, making sure that he makes it as practical as possible. He brings it down to uh, the people on the ground in terms of how they've been affected by mainly the socioeconomic uh, challenges that we see uh, play out on the ground. Uh, would you say that he said the right things to the right people that maybe that would ensure that people go out in their numbers to vote for the EFF. Can we say that looking at how things have been faring and what he said and how, you know, we're picking up developments on the ground politically, this would see the EFF become the second biggest political party opposed to these upcoming elections? I mean, uh, if you read uh, and if you have skimmed, if you skimmed through, through the co- very comprehensive document of the AFF manifesto, you find a very comprehensive, very practical, uh, what you call, document. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the things that he has said, they must resonate with uh, some people in society. But the problem is, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. sometimes in politics, it's very difficult to judge. So the, the proof will be in the pudding on whether the EFF can convert uh, some of the people have been able to listen to them, to so real votes on election day. Will the EFF be able to become the second official opposition party in the country? I think it is possible, but it is also dependent not just on the EFF itself, but on different political, political factors that have played out in recent months. I mean, there are many political parties that emerge that may eat on the, on the so-called left-wing political parties, uh, and because of that, it becomes very difficult for the EFF just to, 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 to see its fate on its own hands. But if you look at the document, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a policy proposal that must resonate with, with some people in society, the sizable number in society, because it makes very plausible, practical uh, what you call proposals. The problem in South Africa is that, and I've said this to you before, the South African voter is not... Uh, it's not a very big rational voter who will consider your policies and whatnot. It is whether the EF, it will rely on whether the EFF is able to play into the emotions of the South African voter because the South African voter mostly is an emotional, nostalgic voter. A voter, a voter who votes based on how they feel and on on their feelings. Not a rational voter will go through different political manifestos and choose one that is more plausible. I mean. It will over the years. It has not shown to be so. It would be a very big change if in these elections uh, the the South African voter in majority. Not that there is no such a layer in South African society which considers considers policy policy proposals. But the majority of the South African population, which the EFF, the Economic Freedom Fighters, speak to, 
is not a voter who will go through men, the, the long document of the manifesto and make a decision. So it is a matter of how does the AFF use the manifesto to yeah. touch into the emotions of this voter who may not really consider some of the proposals or go through the proposals, but you must touch their feelings so that they are able to, to, to go to the ballot and convert yeah. their the, 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 the numbers into real votes in the ballot. If you're unable to do that, you'll have, you'll have problems. I mean, you've seen politicians over the years in how they've always tried to touch on the feelings of the voter because the South African voter is a very emotional, very emotive, uh, nostalgic voter mm-hmm. who votes based on how they feel. Man, not much more on the consideration of policy proposals. So the success of the EFF will lie into that and how the party is able to touch into the emotions of the, emo, or, or of the, of the voter and be able to turn those numbers into real votes on, on, on the ballot day. Do you see them overtaking the, the DA? It is possible, my brother, but it is, possi- it is possible uh, if all things remain constant. I mean, const- constant, because as I said, the political left in South Africa has got, it's, uh, you can't just... Uh, uh, isolate one party outside of the many factors that are happening. I mean, in Wazunatal, for example, there's going to be, in Wazunatal, maybe Gauteng and Pumalanga, there's going to be, there's, a, there's an emergence of the of the Umkoto West's party, which is a very serious effect, which will eat in some of the, of the, what you call, in some of the left political parties in South Africa. Of course, much more into the, into the ANC, but of course, some of the political parties, especially in the provinces like Wazunatal and Pumalanga and others, the unconditional party will eat in some of these parties, and some of the parties which may suffer because of that is the is the EFF. So for me, I see them becoming stable. I see them maybe going closer to 15%, but that also remains on whether the, the party like unconditional party and other political parties are unable to 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 turn the hype into votes. But the EFF yeah. is the most steady, uh, uh, organized. And most, of course, the most growing, fastest growing political party. And for me, they stand a better chance of, of, of increasing their votes. But that may, depends on how they are able to withstand the, the, the different political factors that play themselves out as we go to elections. Tobani, thank you very much, sir, for your time. I mean, it's going to be a tough one. I was saying, just looking at KZN alone, uh, that there's just a lot uh, in terms of those various political parties that will be vying for uh, the electorate's votes there. Uh, So meaning that also when you look at uh, the new formations in terms of the new political parties like Uriah Mzansi, Action SA, and, uh, you know, MK and the others, uh, it's really going to be uh, tough uh, to ensure or to to really say uh, where would things go, where and when, uh, looking at, uh, like you said, uh, the electorate that is very emotional. Thank you very much, sir, for your time. Thank you very much, my brother. It's going to be a very difficult, very mm-hmm. interesting political year. And those who will be able to succeed in organizing in Guazunatal may stand a better chance of, of, of increasing their numbers and votes. You can organize in Guazuna Dal, you can organize anywhere in the country. Thank you very much, my brother. See you next time. Really appreciate it. Tobani Zikalala there uh, coming through as our political commentator. Uh, this is where we're reflecting and really uh, looking at uh, what came out of the weekend. Uh, that was uh, where uh, the EFF election manifesto launched. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.